0: this is Doug. Thanks for listening to What's the Hazard. I want to take a minute and thank our incredibly generous sponsors, Custom Concrete Specialists, PML Construction, the Nebraska Department of Labor On-Site Consultation Group, Liquid Trucking, Risk Skill Consulting. Thank you one and all. We really appreciate your support. Now today's episode. Good morning, guys. This is Doug. Welcome back to What's the Hazard. here we are it is november 3rd friday november 3rd uh beautiful morning here in omaha nebraska other than the traffic yeah sounds like my guest of course needs no introduction (laughs) unless you're listening yeah and then you'll recognize his voice after a period of time chris bryant of chris bryant safety thanks for coming man yeah man it's good to be here good to have you. been a while fourth of july it has been yeah Yeah. fourth of july in fact now that you mentioned that, you guys will recognize Chris and my buddy Aaron from the 4th of July specials that we do every year. Uh, and we start those off with 4th of July trivia. Since Chris is here on November 3rd, we're kind of between holidays right yeah. now. I guess I'm not sure Halloween's actually a holiday per se, but it is a It's not in my house. It's a thing. Nobody shows up where I live. <laughs> Nobody comes out in the country. No. They're not willing to walk down that. Gravel road, to which the... is
1: good because I went and looked in the store this year and it looked like candy had doubled in price. Oh my god! Oh.
0: And then it was interesting. I was walking through the high V the other day and they had about 20 cartloads of candy that did not sell. I wonder why that they're trying to sell for. I guess if you wanted to stock up for next year, you could get it at a good price.
1: Yeah, but you couldn't get it at last year's prices, <laughs> right. so it was good to wait. Exactly. I mean, every I would look at a bag of candy; they wanted thirty dollars. I was like, "You got to be kidding
0: me!" I know, man. There's Whoa. no kids, including my own, that I like that much. <laughs> oh,
1: that's why you brought so much
0: in. <laughs> exactly. On, uh, I uh, brought a lot into that training after. session. Yeah, we had a lot of leftovers. Yeah, I'd <laughs> given those greedy little bastards like two pieces of candy. Get your hand out of the bucket. (laughs) You're the Grinch, man. Exactly. (laughs) Anyway, so here's the trivia for today. And it is uh, Thanksgiving trivia, although we've got a few weeks until Thanksgiving. I was looking trivia up this morning as I was getting ready, and there were some, you know, some stupid questions. There were a little bit about the original, the first Thanksgivings and things like that. Yeah. And Thanksgiving actually is like... Is really a celebration of overcoming ex- extreme obstacles, right? It seems like. I yeah. mean, in the beginning, it was pretty rough. You know, oh. <laughs> you wouldn't know that by looking at our celebrations today, but
1: no, they're full feast. Dude. There was a lot of hardship. They were very thankful for what they, they got that thankful. year. Yeah. yeah,
0: and so the question: um, What food that we are, you know, familiar with in our celebrations today was not present? Allegedly, at the first Thanksgiving celebration.
1: Well, I'm just going to say the obvious answer and say there was no turkey.
0: <laughs> there was no turkey. goddamn was damn no it. turkey. How did you know? <laughs> I don't know. There was no turkey, yeah. apparently. <laughs> and uh, I would have enjoyed that meal because I don't like turkey.
1: No, meal. Well, I'm not a huge fan of it either.
0: I don't you love know? the turkey. It's probably the way that I prepare it, frankly. Oh, I we, usually cook the turkey. Yeah. I you, do it in the bag, you know, kind of with... You know the seasoning and flour and stuff. Yeah. You put it in that bag, and um,
1: it's <laughs> I don't not... know. Turkey to me just dries out. It seems it's... like, and uh, it's got that chemical in it that I'm. Uh, what is it like trig- tryptophan, tryptophan or something? But no, uh, if we cook a turkey, we're going to deep fry it.
0: Yes. I think those um, are better, Yeah, we deep fry them.
1: It's obviously some safety protocols involved (laughs) with that.
0: Right. There's usually a a problem or two every year that we hear about. And
1: I've never had one myself, but, you know, we've been frying them since I was probably a teenager. And, you know, I like to kind of keep that tradition going. But, man, it's a lot of work. And the wind up here blows. You know, y'all got some wind up here. It's just Mm -hmm. coming off the prairie. That wind just blows. Oh, Yeah. It's hard to keep that propane flame underneath trying to do what it was like six gallons of peanut oil. And you <laughs> got to get it up to temperature. And when you drop that bird, it just knocks it down. It takes forever to get, get it back, back up, up to, to like 350.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, I just got tired of fighting with it. How so long does
0: it stay in the oil? Long, not long. It's long only long like it
1: three minutes and 15 seconds oh, per pound. is that right? Per pound.
0: Okay. Interesting.
1: Yeah, so it's not long. It's like three and a half minutes a pound.
0: Okay. Because You got to keep that oil like- up. Cooking it in the oven for a two and it's and the half only way hours. to eat
1: it, but you inject it we inject it with um Italian dressing
0: mm-hmm. or whatever
1: kind of marinade you want mm-hmm. we inject the inside it keeps it moist and that. That deep fryer just locks all the moisture in, okay. and it makes for a really great turkey. But man, it's a lot of work, and yeah. kind of got a little safety factor Some going on there with <laughs> six and gallons of bubbling oil on a stand <laughs> right. that kind of teeter totters. So you don't do your- it right in the
0: middle of your kitchen. No, don't even do it in the garage. <laughs> you know,
1: you're gonna have a house fire.
0: Oh my god! But no, uh,
1: I, I can see where they wouldn't have the turkey. You know, I think they were just lucky to be able to get a goose. Or yeah, you know, turkey
0: may not have even been present. In the it northeast, I might frankly, not have been I there. Don't I don't know, know. I
1: didn't grow up well. there, but yeah, you know, obviously, we know Ben Franklin was a big fan of the turkey. I yeah. think he wanted to make it the national bird. Yeah, and, I think that's right. And uh, but you know, come on, that's 150 years later, in yeah. Franklin time. You know, right. you're talking 1620, 1620s, 1621, yeah. 1615, 1616 down mm-hmm. in Jamestown, yeah, and uh, but up in you know, Plymouth, um, yeah, 1620 ish,
0: they were eating like some kind of like you know.
1: And then 150 years later, the revolution.
0: Roots and bugs no. and stuff. Are-
1: yeah, they were probably grouse. <laughs> Whatever they yeah. could get, you know. Exactly. Heck, seagull. Who <laughs> <Uno>. knows? <laughs> take
0: what you can Delicious. get. Delicious. Yeah, hey, you, you never know, <laughs> you know. Oh my God! So but, we will we will have turkey. We have turkey at our our meal. My wife loves the turkey. So and it's very traditional, of course. So
1: then that's the thing. It's a, it's tradition. You
0: kind of expect the turkey, but I would prefer not to have it. <laughs> well, my boys don't like it, so we always have ham or something. Yeah. You got to go other and secure, get you
1: a prime rib.
0: That sounds good. Go
1: get a. We got one. We got to lock in on one. Uh, over in Shenandoah, and so oh. the, the folks over there is like, come back in about a week, it'll be on sale. No and,
0: kidding. Yeah. Oh, count me in, man. Yeah, so Let you want know. one, I'll get, tell them I'll get two. That sounds pretty good, yeah. yeah. I just I cut that.
1: it in half. It's like, I think they're 16 pounds. Mm-hmm. So we cut it in half and have one for Christmas, and then we um, save the rest for Easter.
0: Okay. Very and then good.
1: I cook a prime rib with a reverse sear. Mm Hmm. So you
0: cook it low and slow, and then you sear it. And then I don't even sear. I just
1: crank that oven up to five hundred. And so yeah, look up a little crust on it or something. Yeah, so it it cooks it low and slow, and at the very end you crank it up, and it only hits the outside, so it doesn't Mm -hmm. overdo it. But I found out cooking in a reverse sear seems to be easier for me. Okay. In the oven, I like that.
0: Sounds delicious, man. Yeah, I
1: don't want to flip my stuff all around in a pan to brown it because, well, everything's going to fall off of it.
0: Oh, that's a good. So point. I want it
1: all on there, all the seasonings and stuff. So, yeah, I'll grab you a prime rib. Yeah, man, I and like have that. It for the holidays. That
0: sounds really good. Well, and uh, welcome turkey. to the Pioneer Woman. I guess we're having a different, yeah, ep- it's yeah, a different it's episode. It's all today. about cooking. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're coming into the holidays. We are. So, yeah. And I remember, I remember very well, my father did not like the turkey. Mm. And, um, didn't really like ham either. Oh, man. My dad liked beef and beef. <laughs> and so, and then on occasion, we would have fried chicken that was, you know, fried in the pan. Oh, yeah. That's how they cooked it that's back the best in the way. good day. Right. Yeah, and that's how grandma day. did it exactly yeah so we would occasionally have fried chicken otherwise it was beef and so he did not like the holidays because if we went to my aunt and uncle's house or my grandmother's house or something they didn't have no beef they would have turkey <laughs> or they would have ham and he would just sit there miserably you know <laughs> oh, but. Man, dad.
1: oh dad <laughs> you know but i do want the turkey because of the tradition because you know i'm kind of a nostalgic guy mm-hmm. man i like old school stuff i'm an old soul but um uh, i don't want to do all that work and you know I don't know why it makes you sleepy. I guess it makes you sleepy, but anyway. I would agree. Uh, All right, man. Well,
0: let's talk a little bit about what's been going on. We, oh. um, One thing that I would like to talk about, um, we've got a couple of subjects for today. One of the things that, uh, you know, you and I have been doing some training together, quite a bit of training. Yeah. Um, it's been really interesting. Um, we've been doing 30-hour classes, OSHA 30s, for one client in particular, and we've just started doing them for a few other clients as well, but... These have been, well, it's been really interesting. They are oftentimes not well-received. You know, I've been involved in some 30s and some OSHA 10s and things over the years, and probably to my discredit, sometimes they're not terribly exciting. But we have hit upon something with you specifically. You're the authorized trainer for the, you know, you take care of that portion of it, and I just assist you with this training. But it's been really well received on a number of levels, particularly with this one client that we've been doing this repeatedly for. And I'd like to talk a little bit about what what you think makes the makes training in general, but this training in particular well received and useful. Okay. You know, I mean the company's been doing some things that have been really good. We've, you know, we've struck upon something that's been working pretty well. Yeah. Just talk in general about. You know, what makes training effective versus maybe less effective? Why has this been working?
1: You know, I just look at the, the feedback that comes toward the end, and it's not just that. You know, that actually just kind of solidifies what you're already seeing happening in the training sessions. You know, when we started this project earlier this year, it was pretty rough. Um, the uh, company coming off a tragedy, and uh, there was not a very many happy people sitting out there. They were not happy at all, and um, I know they didn't take it out on you and me, but you know it wasn't well received. The timing of it was was you know <laughs>
0: unusual. It was rough, yeah, yeah,
1: and uh, it was it was a lot of emotion in that classroom. But you know, I think there was some healing that went on with it, being able to spend some time together, talking about safety aspects, how we can be safer. What are what are we looking for out there? What are the things that it's just going to jump up and get us and it was to really help folks to just be more safety-minded and safety-conscious, and I believe when you bring them in, you, you're not just teaching a class. To me, it's, you know, we're building a team here today, and, and if you found some great value at the end of the day, that the time we spent together, to come back tomorrow, man, we're going to do it again. It's going to get even better, and the, the more I see the students open up and start to make the class, they're actually, the students are the one that makes the class. They. If if it's just me or you up there talking, it just turns into this like Ferris Bueller. uh, Anyone, anyone, uh, turn the page. So and so, can you read this? Uh, You know, that's the kind of classes people are dreading. But we actually had a young man come up this week and says, "Man, I was really dreading this, but this is this is great." Yeah, and I think they enjoy the dialogue. They get we. uh, I think the real key to it all is you've got to make it relevant. And that's why I spend so much time up front on intros. How am I going to really make this relevant for you if I don't even know you?
0: Mm -hmm. So I need to
1: know a little about you. So I always like to figure out, you know, what's your name? uh, How long have you been in the company? What do you do here at at, at the company? And uh, what do you like to do in your off time? And just get them to open up a little bit. And, of course, they like to talk about that. I will spend time with my kids. I like to go hunting and fishing. You know, and so now they're talking about things they really want to talk about. They may not love their job, but they like what they do in their off time. And so, that that's kind of an uh, an icebreaker, an opener, right there. And once we kind of build this rapport, then as I teach, as I'm pulling content off of the slides or whatever the topic is at the moment, I'm. I'm I'm scanning the room of going, who does this best apply to out there based off of what I know off of their induction? And then, you know, we really don't get to take breaks either. So when the class takes a break, we don't take a break. You know why? Because we're investing time into getting to know the students or mm-hmm. the, the employees that are there even more. And I know at the end of these three, four day classes, man, you, you've really made some really good friends. And I was sitting last night going, man, it has been forever since I've been up to Norfolk, and I want to go see some of my friends up there that I've done some training mm-hmm. with. And I get texts from them occasionally. It's just it's kind of the opposite way for me. But I miss going hanging out with them. We are just going to go sit down and have supper together on a mm-hmm. Friday night, and just four or five guys that, you know, are really connected with Strong up there wanted to get together. Uh, same thing up in uh, Minnesota. I just left Minnesota a couple weeks ago uh, one of the guys actually left a comment on my YouTube video that I got that one video that I mm-hmm. got. Um and he was just like, man, I wish you lived closer. We'd hang out some more. And I think when you can build this within a classroom, which most people are dreading, they're like safety training. You even used to say it, Doug. Oh yeah. yeah. You're like, yeah. there's not many safety classes I made it through without dozing off.
0: <laughs> I've slept through all of them.
1: And I and I key, and I, I clue in, you know, I try to key in on that and look and see who's struggling out here. And I don't want to put anybody on the spot, but if I'm not making this class engaging enough to hold their attention, then that's on me. Yes. I got to up my game. Mm-hmm. Somewhere I'm missing the mark today. Now I know there's other factors that play in. Let's say um, it's after the spring ahead holiday the weekend. You know, I want to call that a holiday. It's a burden, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. But we lose that hour of sleep, and then you come in on that Monday and go do a training session. Man, everybody's just off kilter that day. Right. You know, even me because all mm-hmm. our clocks are messed up. But uh, it's really just. When I when I go in, it's not teaching a class to me. It's like let's get to know some folks in here and make some connections and, and build a relationship. That way, they get more invested into this topic, and ultimately, I just want them to start believing like we believe. Right. You you mentioned several times out there. You know, this is a you know, for the OSHA ten and thirty. They're. Um, Hazard recognition classes. But in reality, you kind of sum it up sometimes when you say we're really truly out here trying to make all of us better safety disciples, mm-hmm. which means a learner, a mm-hmm. safety learner, a safety right. follower, a follower of safety. Right. And I know you don't ever plug your podcast here, but I'm, I, I plug it four or five times a day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When something that's come up or topic, and I know that you've got an episode on that, uh, I throw it out there. Yeah. Because there's a lot of things, you know, especially when we like hit PPE section Uh, about a month or six weeks ago, you had uh, a great episode. It was was sponsored by uh, ASSP. Mm -hmm. And uh, man, I love that discussion on PPE Mm -hmm. because you said during the podcast, it's just some of us just don't have the time or we're just not into the topic to keep up on the latest and greatest. So how do you get that? You do. You have great guests on a podcast that, Fills us in, and that prompted me to want to go learn more if I could go do that in a class to get people to go out and look a little deeper, look a little further uh maybe pay a little bit closer attention to their environment and things that that spill on the floor they normally'd walk by maybe they don't do that anymore, you okay. know, so they don't basically like you say when you walk by something um, and you don't say any you're kind <clears throat> of giving permission for that to be there, yeah, even if it's a hazard right so mm. Uh, I, I just think just getting to know people and 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 investing into them and and it's not just teaching them information, giving them the knowledge and hopefully a skill to be able to find this and then hopefully that attitude. I've mentioned this several times on the podcast that I, I really focus all day long on the three fundamentals of adult learning. Obviously, the knowledge aspect is going to be there. It's on the slides. We're talking about this content. Throw in a few sidebar stories to make it stick and anchor in. People will remember the stories. They don't remember the slides, but they'll remember the stories. And if that anchors the point, then there's going to be a great story. And most of the time, the stories come from the, the students. They've all got great stories. They've got a lot of wisdom out there and a lot of miles in those boots. And I want to get it out, but a lot of them don't want to share
0: yeah, but by not, day four we get them
1: opened up. Oh think, yeah, you know by three, so it's going great. Yeah, uh, but yeah, to take someone who was completely dreading that training day, and by the end of the day, going, man, thank you, that was great. Uh, I was not looking forward to today, but I'm, I'm I'm eager to come back tomorrow. That's amazing. And when they come back the next day, and they're showing you all these pictures they took last night of the construction <laughs> crew across the street, <laughs> right. or things that they found in their house, then you know you're kind of hitting your mark that it's, they're just not applying it when they get back to their workstation, but they apply it. When they go out to eat with their dinner with their family or they're at home and they see things, and so it's really that mindset, and that's really the key, yeah to get the change change the way they think. I might not teach them anything they might already know how high a guardrail is or you know how many after how many risers do we have to put a handrail they're, you know might they might know all this stuff, but what they they don't really know sometimes is heck, I've got safety stuff all around me, and I don't even really recognize it, but getting them to change the way they think is really the key. They that's might not learn point. anything, but if they think differently and approach their job differently and become that safety disciple or safety champion, then, man, we've had a great st- training session, especially six months, seven months later, if you ask them something about it and they, they can recall it, then mm-hmm. there's some retention going on there. Yeah, And that's what scares me the most is we go and invest all this time and money for a lot of, of people. And then four or five months later, the the student just like I don't even remember that. There's no. Then it wasn't impactful or- enough. Mm-hmm. We got to up our game, and this has got to be impactful. And I find sometimes stories that you know punch people in the heart mm-hmm. uh, that that typically gets them to really invest into the yeah. in, into the moment.
0: Mm-hmm. So well, you said a couple of things in there that first of all just. You know, that initial introduction, I don't know that people spend enough time doing that. Certainly in the 10s and 30s, time is somewhat limited and it's very structured, which is to some degree unfortunate, but it is what it is. We have to deal with those requirements. But specifically in a 30, you have a little bit more latitude. You have a little bit more time to get to know each other. And I think nobody does that better than you, man. I have been to hundreds, if not thousands of training classes and that You are by far the best at doing that, you know, just kind of putting people, you know, at ease, lowering their guard a little bit. You know when you see people sitting in class, their arms are crossed, they're leaning back. I dare you to teach me something, you know, yeah, that kind of attitude. Once you can get past that and and actually make it relevant to them, make it relevant to their lives— and like you said, maybe strike a chord or two about, you know, why this is really important. Yeah. And then I think, you know, I've, I've watched you do this now for oh. seven months. Yeah,
1: pretty regular. And I've
0: been in your classes when I was a student over at the council when you were teaching over there. And yeah. um, it really is a skill that most trainers do not have. So I commend you for that, man. Whatever, well, thank you, man. And I think people just relate to you really well. And, um
1: you know, I just try to be, you know, the neighbor you'd want. Mm-hmm. You know, the person that lived next door that you get along with great. It's Comes always, over and
0: helps you raise your barn and helps everything. Helps you out when
1: you get in a bind. If you ever need something, I could probably go next door and, and he's got yeah. it. And, yeah. um And could help me out. I just want to be that person that's just trying to help people, mm-hmm. you know, and. It's well, just so I've done that my whole thing. Whether you look at the bomb tech, the air marshal mm-hmm. thing. Sometimes these intros, though, people are like, I want to hear more about that air marshal thing. And I was mm-hmm. like, man, we can get time for that right now. <laughs> but we can do that during a break. During a break. Yeah, come on up during a break, man. And, and truly, we don't really even get breaks.
0: Yeah, we don't really get The class gets breaks. Yeah, But
1: we don't get breaks because everybody wants to come up and, and just... Uh, share something
0: they want to talk they yeah. do they want to talk and you ha- you need to listen and so, oh you need to take that time and- i think
1: that may be the key that i'm genuinely listening and care about what you're saying right yeah. now you're in front of me you've got some things that you would like to share and you have my undivided attention mm-hmm. why because well you warrant it and um some apparently it's important to you mm-hmm. you could be going outside with everybody else or going take that bathroom break but people come up they'll talk the entire break next thing you know I'm like, oh, uh, <laughs> I have to run
0: to the bathroom. I got to run to the bathroom. Bit, right?
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> but, you know, that's good, though. That's what you want. Oh, you know. Absolutely. When uh, I always say that when I go into a company and I'm walking with their safety officer or safety director, uh, just to kind of give me a feel on how is what's the climate of safety right here within this company? And I always look to see how people react to the safety person. Mm-hmm. Do they hide? They go duck in some doors or walk behind a machine, mm-hmm. or are they waving the safety person over going they want to share a little bit with them about some problems they're having or something mm-hmm. they noticed? And I'm like, when I see that where they're waving safety over, I'm like, this is going to be a great, great day.
0: You know, it's interesting, man, that you say that, <laughs> and this just immediately came to mind. We have a client um, out in central Nebraska. Jamie is the name oh, of the yeah. safety manager, and I can remember he asked if we would i just come out and walk through the facility and you know if i saw something and hey, let's talk about it a little bit and we walked through that facility spent 4 or 5 hours in that shop walking around and he talked to everybody but none of it was about safety yeah none of it was critical or criticism literally they just would you know hey man how was the you know how was your son's softball game or hey right hey how did that you know how, how was hunting last weekend or whatever I stood, I stood back in amazement at, you know, the relationships, oh, yeah. you know, the comfort level, as you were saying, how do they react to the safety person? Well, he was just one of them. They just treat, you know, he was, you know, just, you know, what it part is of the family. Me. It was not
1: every one of these engagements is a little bit more uh, building trust in one another. Yeah. And when I think people see, say safety, maybe's out there just doing their job. They're just doing this because it's their job. Um, you know, I just don't know how well your messaging is going to be received. Mm-hmm. But when people generally know that you care and you've bu- built the time to build a rapport with each other and, and truly be interested in, hey, how's the kids, man? How was that football game last night? Mm-hmm. You know, I always try to remember everything that they people talked to me previously about because I'm like, hey, man, how'd the football season go this year? Because I know your kid was playing quarterback. Just try to remember these little details. People say, you know, Chris, you seem to know, a lot about the Huskers and the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones and, and you know, Kansas City, the people, the, the teams mm-hmm. that people pull far in the area. And I'm like, well, I, I, I try to stay on top of the top, on top of that topic. And they're like, well, you're not a fan of the teams. You know, I'm an LSU fan. We got a big game this weekend, by the way. <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah. So, man, it's always a big one there on primetime. But I said, the reason I try to stay well versed on this is because it's important to you. It's important to you. You, uh, your weekend is made or broken sometimes, depending on how your team does, or you know, or you know, did they have a good showing? And I want to be able to speak about that and speak about what's going on with the coaching situation. Or man, that defense looks really good this weekend. And it's just showing an interest in the things that you're interested in. And I live in the area, so I should be somewhat interested because mm-hmm. I live here. And, and I always say, oh, I pull for all these teams. I want the Chiefs, the Cyclones, the Hawkeyes, the Huskers. I want them to win every weekend. And they're like, why? I said, because when they win, you're happy. Mm-hmm. And I like living around happy people. <laughs> right. So let's just no win doubt. every weekend so y'all all be happy. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> and then you come yeah. in to train the next day on and Monday everybody's and everybody's in a, in a great mood. mood yeah. You know, But yeah. if it's not and it was a crappy weekend or we had something tragic happen in the country and everybody's kind of on tilt... You know, you do what you can to just let's get back focused on why we're here today, and then not get so mm-hmm. drowned in all of the external stuff that's trying to pull us out of this. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think it's just building. Every one of the things you saw Jamie doing out there was a little bit more trust building. Mm-hmm. And, and how do you do? And when you do that, guess what you're building now? You're building the family. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that when we start these classes, we we're talking about with well, the company this and the company this, and then toward the end of the week, they start referring to the company as the family. And I think it really helps with in their management. perspective of things. You know, it's not this labor versus management thing. We're not going to get into that topic. We, don't, we never broach that topic mm-hmm. because it doesn't exist in my mind because right now we're all safety mm-hmm. champions and mm-hmm. responsible for that. And if right. you're not, then we've got some work to do. Right. So it's really just believing and that's mm-hmm. how we started these podcasts with you, Chris Bryant mm-hmm. Believes, Do You. Mm-hmm. And it was all about, you know, and, I, and, you know, I wrap up all these classes with that little three-minute de- demo video I've got. And really what it says to everyone is, like, we just went through four days of filling your head with an incredible amount of knowledge. But ultimately, in the end, I want to hit them with, it's not necessarily know what you know. You, you, most of you knew all this stuff already. It's really what you believe. And I hope that after this time we've got to spent together that you truly believe, deep down inside, that it is an admirable way to live your life to be a champion of protecting other people.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I do. And I, that's a great message it's to a driver take away for from the training. I, yeah. I would agree. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, some of the things that, have, that I have seen done uh, during this project we've been working on together um, came from the training person from the company – and it was really interesting. At the end of each session, we were asking the participants to respond to a specific question. Yeah. And y- usually when you ask for feedback, you know, people will take their piece of paper, they'll fold it up, they'll throw it in the pile, there'll be nothing on it, you know. <laughs> right. They don't take the time to really give it any thought, first of all, and then, you know, put down a, a, a meaningful comment, good or bad, yeah. critical or, you know, complimentary, whatever that might be. And so we did that. And then we would sit in the evenings Mm -hmm. and review all of those and discuss those. We were asking, I think the first night, the question was something about just about the facility, you know, what... What yeah. did you like and not like about the actual logistics of the training today? Yeah. What could we do better tomorrow? That's
1: exactly what it was. It was like, what went well today? Yeah. But what could make tomorrow better? Right. And you get the craziest answers.
0: We got some interesting well, answers. Well, sometimes they're
1: like, can we get some non-healthy snacks in the <laughs> right, afternoon? Right. And then so you get non-healthy snacks. I need snacks. Mountain
0: Dew. Well, how come we don't have Mountain and Dew? And then the
1: following week, you get, can we get some healthy snacks? Exactly. <laughs> and so one guy wanted Mountain Dew, so they went and bought like a 12-pack of Mountain Dew. One was drank. <laughs> right. For the rest of the of the week, but they got it. But they you know, we it. were just trying to like what can we do to make this better? Yes. And um, we're focusing on how was this experience mm-hmm. today, mm-hmm. and we want tomorrow and the third and fourth day to be better. But let's get that out front. Then, what was day two? Question? I think day
0: two was the one about was that the one where the you know, what should the company continue to do? That's day three. Is that day three? Yeah, day two was what has been your biggest, biggest takeaway take take right. in, in the first half the of first the course. In the first two days. What did you take away from that?
1: And you, the, you, the, That's where you really know that during the instruction <laughs> and in the, the teaching that, you know, what, what stories, what points are hitting the mark and which ones never get mentioned. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, when you do this, like, no one's ever going to go – Uh, My biggest takeaway is I've, you know, I understand Hascom better. No one ever writes that. (laughs) Right. You know, Hascom.
0: Right. Right. Yep. I finally know what that exclamation point means.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, in the pictograms. But, you know, we've gotten numerous uh, feedbacks going. My biggest takeaway now is I truly understand the Hascom system now better Mm -hmm. and truly what's on those 16 sections that truly applies to me and my job. Right. Instead of 16 sections and an eight-page SDS, what in here is really meaningful for me. And so when we focus on that, people are like, yeah, I don't need to know the specific gravity of this. I just need to know what it will do to me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Section yeah. two. And then I'll say, then you want to go to eight, because you know, then it's going to tell you how do you, well, what will it do to you, section two, go to section eight.
0: How do I protect myself How do you protect yourself? It? Yeah.
1: And if you've got those two down, well, you've got the battle one, but let's just say Murphy shows up. You need to know section four. Immediately, what would I need to do to mm-hmm. get it off of me? Mm-hmm get it out of my eyes, or anything like that. So I just say 284, 284, go to 284. If you learn 284, man, if you learn 284, those three sections on the top two chemicals that you're around, you'd be in the top 1% of safest workers in America because no one bothers to do it. No doubt. But you memorize a whole bunch of other stuff. Heck, you memorize the lyrics to an entire song, (laughs) but you can't learn what this chemical and this chemical will do, these things to me, and how do I protect myself? That's true. I just just trying to make it simple, to where it's not like you know, safety is just going to be so much of a burden. I got to do this, and I got to do that, and I got to do this. Well, yeah, you could say that, but I say, by the end of this class, you're going to be. I want to get this done. I want to get that. It's not not that I got to get it done. It's like I want to get it done Mm -hmm. because now it has deeper meaning to them on. Well, how important they are Mm -hmm. and how much they mean to other people, not Mm -hmm. just the company. I mean, just their family and people that depend on them and truly just get them to see their value. Get get them to see their value. A lot of people don't do that. They they sell themselves short or they think they're substandard in some way or shape or form. And Mm -hmm. I think this is about we're lifting each other up. Right. And we're all critically important here. And I Mm -hmm. don't care if you're in the C-suite or down in in some of the lower labor categories – Uh, when it comes to, say, pay scale, but no one's lower when it comes to the value of them.
0: Right. And no one should consider themselves replaceable. (gasps) They're all integral. They're all important parts of the the team.
1: I look at everybody out there, I'm like, every one of you were selected to be part of this family. Mm -hmm. And so what can we do to help you uh, thrive and succeed in this organization? And I've said that many times in class. It says your ability to succeed in any organization i don't care what it is a company uh, your hunting club the church I don't, doesn't matter you want to succeed then you need to believe what they believe and if this company believes that safety is paramount then you need to adopt that same be- belief system mm-hmm. and we're here to help you over the next four days with that yeah to get you to buy in yeah a little bit more than maybe you were
0: exactly and so yeah that you could really call it safety internet. motivation
1: mm-hmm. i call it safety psychology mm-hmm. you know I mean, talked about it last year on the Preparedness Podcast back in September about how do you wrap your head around everybody's leaving the building and you're suiting up to go in. You're going into danger to fight that spill that got away. And so a lot of it has to do with mindset, and I mm-hmm. think a lot of that comes out in the safety classes. Mm-hmm. Everyone finds something of value differently, though.
0: That, that is true.
1: You know, things that really... Give them that aha moment may not be giving it to the person sitting next to them. But, man, over a period of time, you're going to reach out and you're going to, I don't want to say strike a nerve, but you're actually going to, you'll actually get someone where they see things a little clearer.
0: Isn't that interesting? When I, as a trainer, I used to, you know, back in the beginning, I used to think I knew what people needed to hear. Mm. You know, I used to think this is important, that's not important. Right. And so I'm going to tell them this and not that. I used to try to anticipate, or at least I felt what I thought they needed to hear. But I've learned that, like you've just said, you don't, I mean, people will hear certain things that trigger, you know, a response for them. And it's hard for you as the trainer to necessarily know what that is.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: You know, so just, I think, I think relevance and a little bit of, um, Reality, you know, we can oftentimes, when you get caught up, particularly in the OSHA world, you can get a little caught up on, this is how you have to do it. This is how it must be done. It it rarely works like that out in in reality. You know, what we really want to do is just equip you with those recognition skills and some problem-solving ability. Mm -hmm. You know, what options do we have that might make this less uh, risky? Oh, yeah. how How do we reduce risk?
1: Well, wow, everybody mm-hmm. out there is, you know, they're, they've are they been told what to do mm-hmm. their entire working lives. Mm-hmm. Here's what you do, and uh, here's how you do it. But no one really tells them why they need to do it. And I think these classes help people come to a better understanding of why mm-hmm. this is important.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I hope and, so. And uh, sometimes uh, uh, we were kind of getting into discussion about experience modification rates and, and how your EMR can be above or below the the average for your industry that you're in and how that affects, um, the books mm-hmm. and where the money goes. And, and, you know, it, 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 cause we hear it all in these trainings, you know, we hear some people complaining, they're like, "They don't pay very much per hour around here. It's all about the pay, you know? And I get it, man. I don't, especially right now, everybody's really looking at their pay and looking at how much things are going up. But ultimately, we get to explaining if we can get a better grip on this EMR and get that down closer to the industry average, that's a lot less money going out in the, to the insurance companies. And maybe we can reinvest that into the company in various yeah. areas, including maybe the hourly rate. Right. I don't know. I don't work in the financial world. But I know when you've got so much outlying going because of safety mishaps and, and recordables and, and workers' comp claims – if we could get that reined in a little bit, then that frees that capital up for up. something else. Absolutely. You know, so sometimes people never hear, really hear that. Mm-hmm. And they it puts a new perspective on
0: them. They don't really understand the impact that those injuries and things can have on the, y- yeah. the big picture.
1: I used to run into this a lot as an air marshal, believe it or not. Man, when when I was flying around as an air marshal, man, it, it, nobody likes you. You're not, a, <laughs> no one's a fan of the air marshals. Really? Yeah, it, you're not well received
0: within the industry, with, yeah. other than the passengers who don't really know who you they are. They don't know, but, but they're
1: probably glad if they knew. But mm-hmm. but the flight attendants, the the pilots, and, and um, the, the airlines especially themselves. the gate agents. Oh, they're <laughs> right, just so right. tired of dealing with the you know mm-hmm. the, <laughs> the the security aspect of flying uh, on on board the plane. But yeah, man, the, the flight attendants were always adversarial because you know. Back then, after 9 11, a lot of people were getting let go, fired or mm-hmm. let loose. and these fly- I asked him, I said, "Why is it this? What's the problem with the, with the air marshals here?" And she's like, "Well, y'all are sitting in these seats taking up revenue, and my friend just got laid off because the company says it ain't making any money. And so when I see you, I see my friend who now's unemployed.
0: You're I said, "Well, let me seat. tell you what
1: you're not being told by your company." that your company gets to charge the government full fare. Nobody pays full fare. You get a plane ticket five $600. Really, the full fare on that ticket is 2500 They just discount it deeply down. It's kind of like the back of a hotel room door. It mm-hmm. says, we could charge you $585 a night for this room. Well, good deal. I'm only paying 79 <laughs> Right. So they're saying, by law, that would be the full fare for that room. Okay. But they're going to deeply discount it because they want you to stay there. Mm-hmm. We're going to discount these airline tickets so you'll actually buy one. But the full fare on the book, so the company actually gets full fare credit on their taxes. They're making bank no kidding. on letting air marshals have seats. No kidding. But the workers don't see that. They sure. just see friends get let go. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, you know, I look at the safety world. They see that, you know, we've got all these rules and we've got to do that, but they don't really see the numbers on how the company is measured and where the money may be going out to compensate for that lack of safety.
0: hmm Mm -hmm.
1: And so if we could turn that around and go out and start finding these hazards and addressing them. And I think when people start to engage, especially in 30 hours, they're saying we're making a big investment here to change the way we approach safety Mm -hmm. at the field level, boots on the ground level. Mm -hmm. This is not writing new programs and adding stuff into the books. This is what's happening with each individual worker out there. And it's through training where you get this. Mm -hmm. And if you can bring in some folks that's going to have an impact on training, then I think you're going to get great value for that dollar spent and so you know they teach us all these years in safety classes for every dollar that's spent in safety, there's a four dollar return. Well, some of those are not easy to measure. Mm-hmm. How do you measure attitude
0: morale, morale? things like that yeah, yeah, yeah. um, um
1: uh, yeah, just. The things that are not tangible that's Mm -hmm. out there. Attrition. People not wanting to leave because they feel like this company truly has my back. Attrition's a big one.
0: Yeah,
1: Uh, Retraining, which is always expensive. Mm -hmm. And so, I don't know, I love the training aspect of safety. You know, Mm -hmm. I used to do a lot of inspections. I'd go out and manage a lot of safety on various sites. But, man, getting out and just getting in front of the people and just seeing those light bulbs go off and and just by the end of the week – Get a thank you. That was great. I had no idea this class was going to be like this. Mm-hmm. And so that's very rewarding for me. It is. Yeah.
0: I think hey, so. You're the best at it, man.
1: I had a guy send me a text just a couple of years ago. He came down to be a trainer. It was a train-to-trainer class, and he was coming off the farm. And he came up to me during break. He goes, man, I'm scared to death. And I'm like, what's up? He goes, dude, I've been on the farm my whole adult life, and now I've gotten t- uh, hired to teach safety classes at one of the local community colleges. Mm -hmm. I said, you're going to do great. And he goes, I don't know, man. I'm I'm not used to talking to people. I talk to cows (laughs) and plants. (laughs) And so he was so nervous. Uh, After four days together and getting up and doing a lot of coaching, he sent me a text the following day. He just said, man, I just want to thank you for four days of your leadership. You helped me get so much trash out of my head that it collected over the years. Mm -hmm. You helped me just reset and refresh, and now I'm eager to go out and tackle this. When I walked in before I met you, I was frightened. Mm -hmm. He goes, but now I think I'm ready. I said, you are ready, and if there's anything I can do to help you out, man, I'll come up and hang out with you a little bit, even come sit in some of your classes Mm -hmm. if you want me to, just for a confidence booster. So, you know, it's those kind of moments when people reach out on a text message later and just send some kind of words of kindness. I'm like, man, thank you, man. It was a great week. Yeah. Yeah. Great week. That's cool. And then I'm always eager to. I uh, can't wait till I get back. So I'm getting ready to go see some friends down in Tennessee, <laughs> in Tennessee next week, right? Yeah, I got a nine and a half hour drive. On oh, Sunday.
0: brother! Yeah, after church and <laughs> yeah, I know, nursing I home, too and what's going on? You and drive late, and I got this
1: restaurant thing that's still in the mix. So we'll see how that goes. That's that's what scares me the most, to be honest, Doug. I don't mind going. I can talk to thousands of people at once, three, 4,000 people out in the audience. That doesn't bother me at all. Um, going and seeing some of the most egregious safety things that's out there, I know that they can be defeated and overcome. Mm-hmm. But, man, when owning a restaurant where the employees' livelihoods and their bills and uh, yeah. the, 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 their families are counting on this business and, and I'm in charge of that, that scares me mm-hmm. because now it has an effect on other people. And I'm like, I better not screw this up. Yeah, <laughs> i better not screw this up.
0: Well, you know what, so, man, just approach it the way that you approach these other things. Yeah, I think that's all you can do.
1: Well, I've done well With at everything I've tried. A certain amount of
0: humility and a yeah. certain amount of uh faith, and yeah, I work well of- when there's
1: lots of pressure, Mm-hmm. and so I'll just put that pressure on me on purpose, yeah, because I use it as a driver and a mm-hmm. motivator.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I don't know, I it's not a good way to live, but <laughs> well, it works for me.
0: I was gonna say, yeah, if that's how it, it's if, a good driver. Yes.
1: So, yeah. So, y'all yeah, know, training's been great, uh, but you know, uh, in the I, I basically have Fridays off. That's my only day off during the week. Uh, Saturdays are busy. Sundays are busy, and then training during the week. But I have Fridays off, and so I've been around the house trying to get ready for winter.
0: Yeah, yeah. What are we doing for that, man? How do you prepare man. for winter out well, on the on the?
1: Well, first there. of all, you got the wind blow. It's so much colder out there than it is in the city. I don't have all that ambient heat from the concrete and mm-hmm. buildings and all that. So the wind gets to blowing and it gets colder. So obviously we got to. Uh, I've got to get some things um, insulated. You got animals and stuff. Yeah, do, do they um, handle
0: the cold re- relatively well? They actually well, do.
1: I, I I don't really give them supplemental heat because I don't want the light. I don't want the chickens to lay year round. I want them to take a break like mm-hmm. they're supposed to during the darker days of the mm-hmm. year. But uh, I, I set up the way they live to keep the air currents down. And with their feathers and, and out of the direct wind, they seem to do just fine. Do, I've okay. never lost one from cold. Okay, good. Not yet. You know, knock on some wood. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, I got that going on. I got to get all the hoses picked up. I want to be able to kind of clean up the gardens for the year and get them prepped so it's not so much work in the spring. But more importantly, I think I'm tr- I need to get my vehicles ready for yeah. winter safety on, no, on the road. No doubt. As much as I've been driving lately.
0: Oh, yeah, And man.
1: some of these are up near Fargo. And so I don't want to be up there and not have the things in my car that I need. So I need to get get some get my tires done
0: mm-hmm. and
1: uh, have my go bag ready where I've got some spare water, thermal heat blanket, emergency blankets.
0: Where do you get that?
1: I order uh, off of line and just have it show up. Okay. Yeah. So I just go get those thermal, those shiny blankets. The aluminum looking yeah. kind of. Have a few of those in the car. I've got some water that I throw in with my go bag when mm-hmm. I load up the car. Uh, get the, you know, get the check out done. Get the antifreeze. Get all your fluids. Get ready. To, mainly that tri- tire depth. And uh, my, my wife just got a truck, so mm-hmm. she's she's happy now. She sits higher than everyone else. Right. She's got big tires, so that makes her feel a lot better.
0: And will you? Uh, do you have to put weight in the back of that? I mean, in order to keep in the, the truck, yeah, keep the traction.
1: But in the car, I seem to be
0: mm mm-hmm. okay. It's distributed pretty well. It is front-wheel
1: drive. Mm-hmm. The truck's going to be rear-wheel drive, so I yeah. want that sandbags back there. Too. Yeah, yeah, But, you know, just getting my vehicles ready for winter.
0: That's a big deal. And then I think get
1: my driveway ready and set up and get all the crap out of it that needs to be pulled out. So when I do need the snow blow or push some snow, that everything's ready for that. It's coming. We're in November already, oh, Doug.
0: Oh, I know, man.
1: <laughs> and we did have a good cold spell over the last week. It was week. pretty cold. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm just getting ready for winter safety. I, I, you know, last year and I think the year before, I think it might be two years in a row in our community, we've had people ending up out in the middle of nowhere in the dead of winter. and Stranded? Yeah, and passing away. One was an elderly couple. I think mm. it was a dementia thing. I remember that. Thing. And then I think the year before that was a couple of young folks that were well, partaking in some chemicals they probably shouldn't have been partaking in and kind of just got stuck out there. But yeah. So man, I'm just getting ready for the winter. Yeah.
0: <laughs> do you carry like uh, you carry water, obviously, and you're you're driving some fairly significant distances? Are you yeah. Do you carry food and stuff as well? Do you carry?
1: I actually do that year round, no matter what. You just always to have keep some type of supplies. Calls. You notice that I don't submit very many food receipts Mm-mm. in my expenses <laughs> because I don't really eat out that much. I usually yeah. take what usually I want. Usually bring something. Or I'm eating with someone else that's covering it from the company or whatever, right. but. It doesn't matter because I'm going to invoice it anyway. Yeah, but you know it's usually that, so you don't really see very many food because I take a lot of food. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'll be cooking up. Uh, we're going to have a big old cookout tomorrow night for nice. the LSU Alabama game.
0: Oh man! And so yeah, <laughs> and so whatever
1: I cook up, we're going. I'm going to pack it up, put it in a cooler, yeah. and take it with me. Nice. But I know that's a little, heck, I used to take my lunch even on the airplane as an air marshal. Did so you? I wouldn't have to eat that airport food all the time. That's a little hard though. How do you show up on, how many people show up on an airplane carrying a lunchbox? <laughs> if they carry a lunchbox, you know something's up. <laughs> yep, they're at work, man. <laughs> right. No, this guy's no. at work on the plane. <laughs> right. I wonder what he could be doing, you know, right. or she. Uh, so yeah, I'm just looking forward to winter. I, I'm, I'm actually looking for a little bit of downtime. I think my plan is to take January off. Mm-hmm. And launch this restaurant, Good. and see how that goes. Are you
0: in a position to talk about that yet? Are you? Well, or you know, you want to wait and come I back talk and talk about,
1: about it? it. But we haven't closed on it yet, and I don't like counting chickens before those eggs sure. hatch, right? So we'll the, have to do that when closing is next Friday. Okay, so in a week, yeah, if nothing happens. So we're going to close, and then, and then uh, on the on the property, and we'll be the owners of it. But the restaurant's still going to run as normal. And then we'll shut down for December because they shut down every December anyway while mm-hmm. the the owners go to Florida. Well, that's going to happen this year, but this year we're going to be putting in new floors and walls and yep. getting the place scrubbed down and cleaned up getting and getting ready. ready to relaunch and rebrand on um, January 1st. So nice. I hope it all goes well. It could all fall apart.
0: No, man. I have I have the ultimate confidence in you. And I me. was
1: just looking to where, where, you know, I don't want, you know, I had a little money to invest and I was like, you know. I had it narrowed down to some hunting land in Mississippi mm-hmm. or this some property. kind of this property, this restaurant. In I'm Iowa. looking for a way that I can generate revenue when I'm old and yes. not have to work all the time. Right. And, and not have to count on... I don't uh, trust the market. Yeah, man. So I, I just, it's just nuts. So it's a world that I'm not in tune with, so I don't want to venture into it. So there's other ways, and I mm-hmm. think it's, we've done the numbers, and you know, based off what we're going to invest, we're probably going to get... Everything runs smooth, 50% return first year. Nice. I don't know, too many mutual funds are paying 50%. <laughs> no.
0: But there's a, lot, there's a
1: lot, it's at stake. And so that's a, that's going on. So that's going to be my winter. Is, but you've uh, never
0: been afraid of working, man. You never, no, you know, man. The, I'll, uh, at least it's something that you have control over.
1: You, you know, it's just like everyone else. If we put our put everything we got into it, man, it's probably going to succeed. Yeah. You just got to get that effort in yeah, there. Yeah, it's
0: attitude and effort, right? I it mean, is. Two, the two things that you actually can control.
1: And the beauty of it is, well, Chris, ignorance is in there, too. Well, that's true, too. <laughs> but, you know, for me, the guy who's on it owns it now, they're retiring, and he's going to stick around for a year to mentor me on how to run a restaurant, where the distribution comes from, all the different vendors that supply Mm -hmm. the restaurant. I just went to a food show a week ago. This is a whole new thing for me, but I'm learning and I'm excited about it. And the, the owner that's selling is going to basically be my coach and mentor for mm-hmm. a year. And, man, I can't ask for anything better yeah, than that. no doubt. I mean, the man plus, is setting me up to succeed.
0: Plus, you've got a built-in clientele, man, with all of these people that we've been training and all of these communities <laughs> around the area. Yeah. Well, all maybe. of those people, friends. Um yeah. I know my wife and I will be over for...
1: I got some of the Norfolk folks I started out with. You know, they'll come down and nice. uh, want to come and just spend the weekend in a little small town. You just did this recently. We do that town. all the
0: time. We, my wife and I town and enjoy go that, that immensely, man. Oh, it's great. I love the small town. Yeah. You know.
1: if find you a little bed and breakfast or at Airbnb and you'll just spend the weekend there. Yeah. You did it for your anniversary. Yeah. Not too long ago. So, no, yeah. That sounded great. We need to do the same. but uh, I now think that's I'm what's excited on the plate, for
0: man. you and we're looking forward to it. Yeah. What's so, the name of the restaurant going to be? I know you've you've got that in mind. Have you have you decided that, or are you I, it, you want to hold off on that?
1: Oh, it's decided, and I've already bought the web domain. And I've got all the stuff I need, but the LLC uh, is not official yet okay. through the attorney. Okay, so I don't want to throw it out there so somebody go scoop it up. All me, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> we'll give
0: it a we'll give it a month.
1: Yeah, so we've already got it named. We know what it's going to be. It's just going to be. It's a diner. It's a diner. It's mm-hmm. going to be a diner. Perfect. But it's going to be a diner with a twist. It's going to have a lot of Cajun recipes. It's going to be I don't want to throw a, you know, there's a there's a restaurant that's along the interstates in America that serves good country food. Mhm. Uh, they got these Wood barrels that sit out front. <laughs> right. We want to make a small diner version, version of, that of that. comfort food. You're not <clears throat> going to get a $27 steak at this place. Good. We, nothing's probably going to be over 15 bucks, and nice. that would probably be shrimp and grits. Mm-hmm. So so that's what we want to do. We want to take this diner and turn it into, like, a small-town version of the country place on the interstates.
0: That's awesome, yeah. man. I'm looking forward to it. So we're excited about
1: it. it. Of course, my wife is just nervous as can be. She's oh, like, course, what in man. the world have we just
0: done here? So. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> It's a roller coaster. Yeah. So what do you got going on, man? Over the holidays, we'll be here. My boys are both coming home. That's great. We're excited about that. You know, my older son uh, works at Winter Park at That's the right. ski resort. Yeah. And so he will be kind of out of the loop for Christmas. And I think his contract runs December 1st through April 30th or something. So yeah, he's committed to be on, on the grounds. To He's a snowboard instructor, you know. So he'll be working there. So we won't see him then, so he's able to come home uh, for Thanksgiving. There you go. And then my, my other son up in Chicago is going to come back over Thanksgiving. He's the
1: got it going on, man. He goes and does the winter work, which yeah. apparently
0: he loves. He likes that winter outdoors stuff. And then stuff. going out
1: making some good summer cash with construction. Yeah, he works construction
0: brands. in the summer. Heck, yeah, man. Snowboard in the winter. Do it as long as you can. Heck, yeah. You know, Why until not? You can't. I guess you could do it kind of indefinitely if you, you know. I, I don't know living within your means. As long right? as he's
1: physically able to get out on the yeah. slopes, yeah, you know. So keep going. He makes him happy.
0: He enjoys <laughs> what he does in the world. I think so, man. So there you go. So we're looking forward to Thanksgiving. Um, That's right. Christmas holiday. We typically go back to Tanya's home in California and visit her family. That's a good place to go in December. <clears throat> it's a great place to go in December, <laughs> and it's a great <laughs> pla- place to go for a week. Oh, you, you know, go. I can handle California yeah. for about a week at a time. <laughs> <laughs> you know get to see my brothers in law and sisters in law mother in law stuff like that. yeah so That's always fun, but we're,
1: we're going to zip into Nashville um for Christmas for just a day or two. Okay. We're going to go see a show at the Opry. Nope Had kidding. to buy tickets a long ways out and so we'll see a big Christmas themed show. I think it's has to do with the Grand Ole Opry but Nice. Yeah, we're going to go in there and I'll be peeling off one of those jobs. I think I'll be teaching in St. Louis in the week before Christmas so cuts down on my drive by half, okay. by being halfway there. Oh, good. Okay. So then I just zip down to uh, Nashville. Oh, I like visit that some family St. The
0: Louis gig. I'll, I'll make that St. Louis That's gig. Gonna That's going to be fun. a
1: good one. It's always fun there.
0: Yeah, I enjoy uh, that. Well,
1: they've all been fun, to be honest. Yeah. It, it's just different settings. Some of them are at a plant. Some of them are in giant hotel ballrooms. Mm-hmm. And so regardless of the setting, it's truly <laughs> the people that are sitting out there that are coming over because they're being told to, but... By the time you're done at the end of the first day, you want them there because they want to be there, not because mm-hmm. someone told them to. I would agree, And man. that's a big part of the, the first day effort for us is just really building a good relationship. you couldn't to be together for four days, man. That's a long time.
0: That is a long time.
1: And uh, sometimes we have 15 people, and sometimes we've got the full 40. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of them are big crowds. Yeah. But, man, I tell you what, I'm loving it. I, it's probably, Doug, the most rewarding year I've had Post military days.
0: Mm-hmm, good. I've had some
1: pretty rewarding days in the mil- my military time. Of but course. I, since 2000, when I got out of the military, in the last 23 years, what we've been doing this year has probably been the most rewarding work I've ever done.
0: That's fantastic. It's
1: really made a difference in my life, and I hope it's made a difference well, in life. Well, I a think it's making a
0: difference life. in their lives as well. I and hope you so. can't ask for more than that Ooh. when you're doing this kind of training, man. Yeah. You know, like you said, I think it is really a testament to what you're doing. When people become more curious about safety, they're more interested in safety, they're actually maybe doing things on their own rather than having to be pushed to do those things. That that is a real testament to the engagement and the relevance and those kind of things. Yeah, so so I
1: wrap these up, always say, you know, it's not necessarily what you know. We all know lots of things, but I don't act on all that. But I tell you what I do act on, things that I believe in. Mm -hmm. And I want you to be a believer, Mm -hmm. a believer in in safety, believer in looking after those that count on you, your kids, your wife, your husband, whatever. The people that surround you that are looking to you to be the patriarch, matriarch, or just the leader of -hmm. the group and be a good leader of yourself. And when you go Mm -hmm. and you go and do that, we had a C, somebody from the C-suite in our class this week. I made a point to bring out that it says a lot to have you in here mm-hmm. with uh, the rest of us laborers. And I wanted to throw some accolades for someone that's in, you know, that C-suite position. Taking the time to. Being right there in there with everyone yeah. else in the class. It, was, it and spoke volumes. Oh, big time participating. Very participating.
0: Yeah. Participatory. Yeah. <laughs> whatever the word is.
1: But obviously that person's questions are going to lean a little bit toward the financial aspect right. of things, which makes sense. Right. And we need this to be relevant to that person.
0: Exactly.
1: Even if you're the CFO. You know, some of the biggest resistance we got to these classes were the accountants. The mm. accountants didn't think they needed to come to it. <laughs> right. But you know what? Some of the best feedback we've gotten is from these folks that are traditionally office workers mm-hmm. saying, I had no idea how dangerous it was outside there in the plant.
0: Right, how much they have to be aware of. and Yeah, and
1: when we got those interns this summer, before they went out to the plant environment, almost every one of them wrote, I didn't know factory work was this dangerous. Mm-hmm. So for these interns that were picking up summer jobs during college, summer semester, they got a real big eye-opener. That feedback from the young, the, the new generation coming up was, I thought, very important. And, 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 you know, it's it's hard to teach multi-generational. Oh. Multi-generation is tough. It is. Also, it's tough to teach people that just lost a friend. That's tough. Very difficult. We've had that, too. Yeah. Uh, we've seen it all. And, and obviously, in the way of the world, and when people partake too much into all the 8,500 influences that hit our brain every day, From most of it's not a message of unity. <laughs> it's a message of divisiveness. Yeah. So to be able to overcome that, the ways of the world and get them to get them to tune all that out and let's rally together and and truly truly create a good safety team.
0: That is the message.
1: And so I tell them I think our job here is to actually make the safety officers job easier. Mm-hmm. We're going to get together, and we're going to make safety champions out of you all. So now you will 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 willfully come to the safety per- people and say, "Can we get this fixed?" Yeah. Or is there a reason why this is still not repaired? And 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 obviously, don't be adversarial. Remember, we're all working on this together. Mm-hmm. And sometimes things take capital money, and it's not available yet. So be patient. Yeah. And that can be tough too. Be patient.
0: Yeah. Patience is.
1: But a- no, it's just going to go be with the students and the employees. And present a world that's foreign to them right now, I think is refreshing to them mm-hmm. to not have to come deal with all the trash that's being mm-hmm. bombarded. The
0: negativity you know. and oh, the everything. divisiveness, yeah. as you said. Man, Where else can you actually come together
1: and do that? we politics. You know, we got election season coming up. We're about a year out on that, and it's just nuts on my phone. We're going to be
0: bombarded with all that negativity. I hate that. And so
1: if we could just tune all that out, and let's get in here and talk about what's truly important, and Mm -hmm. that is protecting each other so we all live long, fruitful lives, Mm -hmm. regardless of what's going on in the world.
0: That's right. That's a good message to end on, man. I think that's it. Unity. Yeah. uh, Looking out for each other, caring about each other. Well, in
1: the end, that's all we got, man. We got each other. That's it. But you got to want to help each other out. That's right. And I think our messaging... Helps with that. I hope so.
0: I hope so too. I think that's what they're hearing.
1: Yeah, and what? There's no better way to be able to apply that than you know being a protector and a guardian. Right. Mainly of yourself, uh, but also other people. Mm -hmm. And often we're we're our own worst enemies. Mm -hmm. I take a heck of a lot more chances when I'm by myself, and I shouldn't do that. And I know better. I just think it might be just human nature. I don't know. You think you're invincible or something? Probably. But, and to get people to go, wait a minute, man, let me get somebody to help me here.
0: Right. <laughs> this
1: is not the right thing to do.
0: Yeah, that's so, right.
1: You know, and so we all change our behaviors. Like me, I don't go out and run the chainsaw anymore unless my wife's at home. <laughs> right. How stupid is that, Chris? You're the only one around. Right. And you're wielding a blade this long. <laughs> it's very unforgiving. Well,
0: that's good. I'm glad to see that you're
1: <laughs> not so hard. You're starting
0: to embrace some of these. I'm
1: learning from myself
0: concepts. <laughs> exactly, to. yeah, that's it. Well, that's it. guys, hey, um, thank you very much, Chris. Appreciate your taking the time to come in and chat with us. Well, I don't know if we As gave always. anything
1: for the folks to ponder on, but it was good to catch up with you. We, we're always together good. a lot, but we don't really get to talk a lot,
0: right? We're usually focused on, yeah, the business at hand, yeah. So
1: but it's been always it's been great, Doug. It's been a wonderful year, it in, has in, been, in, man. And uh, I owe. Well
0: I I truly most believe most of it to you. Yeah, I truly agree. And and yeah. as my son once told me, the philosophy major once told me, you you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. Well right? we've been
1: spending a lot of time we've together. We've been spending a lot
0: of time together. Hopefully it's been good for both of us. It's certainly been good for me. So. It's the
1: most rewarding year I've ever had. So I think that's been good it's been a good year for itself right there.
0: Truly. Yeah. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Thank you for listening. Um Chris, have a great weekend, man. I know Thanks. you're gonna be on the road Sunday night again. Yeah. And, and I get to stay here in Omaha and finish up what we started, which is just fine. But... No,
1: well, you, well some of, one of us needs to be here. Yeah. And, um, hey, you know, uh, we've got some good things planned in 2024.
0: Yes, we'll be talking more about that probably in December, January, sometime like that. But, um, yeah, we have some actually – I'm not a strategic guy. I'm barely tactical, but I'm not strategic. But we're actually planning for mm-hmm. 2024, 2025, the upcoming years, so – We'll we'll let you in on that at some point here in the near future. We'll give you a little bit more information about Chris's new venture. Yeah. Uh, That will be very exciting. I'll probably see you there. Mm -hmm. I would be sure. And um, I hope so. In the meantime, keep up the good work. We're doing important work, so keep doing that. And uh, we will talk to you next Friday. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.
1: A Huda Media Production.